It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Arthur, it's interesting. And and maybe I I just I'm I'm trying to speak it into existence because I want it to happen. But for about four weeks I've been telling my partner, hey, look out for the Chargers. Staley aside, if they ever get healthy, I like the Chargers. Is this just one of those franchises that's just not going to get over the hump? There's just something about it? Or do you kind of like the Chargers once they do get healthy? Staley aside. Can, you, can I say uh, that? You know, or do, you have to, do I have to take the coach with it? <laughs> yeah, hard to separate those two. Um, but look, Staley has his moments. Uh, you'd like to see him, you know, he obviously made a name for himself last year with the aggressiveness. It works more often than not. This year it's backfired. It's looked like he's trusting his intuition more than the analytics. So um, Staley is, has been imperfect, no question. But I'll tell you, they've got uh, darn close to a perfect young quarterback in Justin Herbert. He was just awesome last night. Unbelievable. Uh, in, in a win that felt like, guys, maybe if, if the Chargers are going to turn a corner, maybe it's here. Now, of course, just a couple weeks ago, we saw Staley with the bold two-point conversion to win and maybe save their season, uh, and then they take a step back last week. So it's, it's classic Chargers, but I think you might be on to something. They're on, the, they're on the cusp of getting Joey Bosa back. Obviously, they survived against one of the more dangerous offenses in football without him, without Derwin James, without so many others last night, Bryce Callahan. Uh, the list just goes on with all the injuries they've been dealt. Um, but certainly a couple returns last night, and Keenan Allen and Mike Williams get that offense a different look. And I just I think with that quarterback, with those two weapons, and they've got more too, obviously, and Austin Eckler and some other guys on the, in the you know inside as well. Uh, that I think that that would be a team that I would be fearing as a you know a seven in the AFC for sure. In the same vein, what's your level of concern for the Miami Dolphins? It's real. Uh, yeah, you know. It, Tua has not played well in back-to-back weeks now, obviously. Um, they got to go to Buffalo now. Uh, obviously, they, they won earlier in the season, but they go uh, out in the element Saturday night. Uh, a big deal was made of actually the Chargers had the heated benches yesterday at SoFi. So um, we'll see if they're up for that kind of challenge. There's a different level of physicality, I think, for sure. Uh, you know, above and beyond, uh, of course, having to go play outside in December when you play this Bills team. So um, I really like Mike McDaniel. I like what two has done this year. But now you got Tyree Kill hobbled. Um, the defense, I think, showing a few chinks in the armor. So, yes, I do think there is reason to be concerned with the Dolphins, especially as the Bills look like maybe they're getting back on track too. Uh, and obviously that conference, uh, we'll see, or excuse me, that division, we'll see what the Patriots do tonight, but pretty solid uh, top to bottom. We're speaking with Arthur Arkish of Pro Football Weekly. You can give him a follow at Arthur Arkish on Twitter. Arthur, transitioning to the NFC, um, also in the same light as um, the conversation of the Dolphins, but maybe not as extreme. You take a look at the Buccaneers. What's your level of concern with them, and is there a team in the NFC South that can really overtake Tom Brady? 
Oh boy! Uh, between the NFC South and the AFC South, I just I don't know what to make of either division. But um, you know, obviously the Panthers are the team everyone's talking about coming out of Week 14. Uh, as far as the Bucks are concerned, I think my my most my biggest concern isn't Tom Brady. It isn't the lack of synergy suddenly with Mike Evans or the the run game that's been non-existent for the better part of the season. To see a Todd Bowles defense just get eviscerated the way it did yesterday by Mr. Irrelevant and Brock Purdy, a defense that had been playing pretty well, guys. I think uh, yeah. top five and fewest points allowed, um, had been getting a little bit healthier. And like I said, just had the M.O. Uh, with Todd Bowles of being a scheme that should really just fluster a young quarterback more than, obviously more than we saw yesterday. Um yeah, I do think it's concerning. I, I think that there's been a major drop-off, and I really do like Todd Bowles, but it's hard not to think that Bruce Arians hasn't been missed this season. Um, you know, I, I think that offense is not – it's looked rudderless at times under Byron Leftwich. You kind of wonder who's really calling things sometimes. So, uh, yeah, I, I do think it's concerning. But like I said, that division, um, I don't, there's no one that's coming to run away, obviously. And when you just look at pedigree and all due respect to Steve Wilkes and Sam Darnold and everything that Carolina did uh, and has done now over the past month, uh, I'm still not sure it's going to be enough to you know, kind of unseat the giant, if you will. All right, full disclosure, this question has the backdrop of me saying last week, this was before this week's results, I said, I take the Niners, Eagles, Dallas, then Minnesota in that order going forward. Now, obviously, that was before Garoppolo got hurt last week. But I still like the Niners better than the Eagles, primarily because of defense, and that's in spite of Hurts. It's primarily because I think Shanahan is greater than Sirianni. (laughs) Am I crazy, or could we have that discussion? No, I mean, we could certainly have the discussion. I don't think, I don't know you well enough to say if you're crazy, but not. I just, I just wish we had this interview a couple hours later in the morning because, guys, I think the Debo Samuel situation yeah, it's big. Uh, is looming very large over the 49ers' outlook right now. Uh, what Brock Purdy did yesterday was awesome. Obviously, he did some of it without Debo, but um, the vision here in trading for Christian McCaffrey, obviously, is having these uh, conflict weapons, the guys that create so much conflict when they're on the field together. So. Uh, we got to wait and see. It sounds like he did avoid any structural damage. The report suggesting it's likely a high ankle sprain. That would be a best-case scenario when you saw what a scary look that was on the field for them mm-hmm. yesterday. Um, so we'll see. But I do need to wait and see what's up with Debo. And then I just would also say I, I think Nick Sirianni has done a pretty darn good job. Uh, and when you put those, their records side by side, obviously Shanahan has been doing it a lot longer. Uh, but Sirianni acquits uh, himself pretty well. So, um, and that's a, arguably an even more balanced team. Actually, I don't even think you could make the case. Those are the two deepest rosters in the mm-hmm. NFC. Um, yeah, I think you. I think you're right on there. Um, I would not argue with that point. I just think we need to see more of Brock Purdy before you can kind of put him right up there next to. And I know you're not putting the quarterbacks next to each other. You're putting the rosters next to each other. But we all know it's a quarterback-driven league. So, um, and I really do. I just think the way that they've surrounded Jalen Hurts with those receivers, with that offensive line, they still might get a slight edge for me. But um, there's plenty of intrigue. There's no question for uh, for the for the Niners coming off that historic start from Purdy. Real fast here before we let you go, Arthur. Um, you mentioned Jalen Hurts. Is he somebody that could win the MVP this year, or do you still think it's Patrick Mahomes to lose? 
Um, I do think it's Mahomes' is to lose, but I also think they're neck and neck right now. Uh, I don't know if Mahomes, Mahomes can afford another slip-up like we saw yesterday. Um, and I would have no problem with either one of these guys winning the award. They've, been, they've both been just awesome, uh, really playing at a historic clip. But when you look at all the advanced metrics from EPA to you know, success rate and overall offense and, and what the Chiefs have done after getting rid of Tyreek and some of the other absences they have endured, uh, I think I give him the slight edge because remember it's the most valuable award, and I just if you, you take Mahomes off the Chiefs, mm-hmm. who who knows where the heck they are, and if you take Hurts off the Eagles, um, they're going to take a step back. But I can't imagine it would be as big of one. Fantastic, Arthur. Our, man, great <laughs> pre- point. Great, good. I appreciate you joining us, and anytime we get a chance to get you, I hope we can. Wishing your dad all the best. Oh, thanks so much. It's my pleasure, and uh, give a call anytime, guys. Have a great day. Thanks, thanks. man. You too. I love it. I love it. Hey, and if you need tickets to go see those Chiefs, uh, Red Zone Ticket Express, they are here for you. Red Zone Tickets buys and sells all types of tickets to events. That's Morgan Wallen, uh, NCAA Volleyball. That Final Four is in Omaha. You've got Creighton. You've got Nebraska Basketball. You've got Mannheim Steamroller. Uh, The hockey scene. The Mavs need you after a little bit of a shaky weekend. All that and more. Mm -hmm. NFL, we got you covered. Chiefs, Vikings, Dallas Cowboys. Red Zone Tickets has a wide variety of NFL tickets at many price points. Red Zone Tickets is located right here in Omaha and is reliable. It's local and much better than my grades and yours put together. An A-plus better business rating drew down. Visit RedZoneTickets.com today. That's RedZoneTickets.com. And I wish we could have gotten into it more, too, because you mentioned Shaky Weekend. It was something similar like I saw last year when Omaha took on Colorado College, and they were at the bottom end of the conference. And, man, did they hand... Did they hand the Mavs two losses this they, weekend? They, and it they, was, oh, gosh, they, it was they, like the same thing. You they can't killed split our buzz. That team. Yeah. Oh, can can you just year. give me one, though? Can Go you ahead. just give me a make some noise? Yeah. <laughs> make some noise. <laughs> because coffee and cream's over. But, hey, we'll see you again tomorrow. And if you want to catch anything else, go to the podcast. That's Morning Dump, Benning Bites, and the Sports Six Pack in the afternoon. Thanks for joining us. We'll see you tomorrow.